This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Foot Odor in a Can. For those days you take your kid to karate class, your in-laws invite you over, or you're going to a day spa. It now comes in corn chips or eye burn scent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that leads development of progressive materials. <laughs> um, I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about <laughs> Don't Worry Darling. And you saw this movie. You didn't really like it that much. Correct. I saw this movie for the first time. I don't think it's that bad. It's I, not, think it's, I think it's got a couple of things wrong not, with it's it. It's not bad. It's not a bad film, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll, 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 we'll get, get into, into it. it. So, anyways, Don't Worry, Darling came out in 2022. It was directed by Olivia Wilde. There's, like, a brief amount of people that I think really matter in this film. Nick Kroll! Nick Kroll is one of them. He <laughs> plays Dean. Um, Harry Styles is in this playing Jack. Uh, Florence Pugh plays Alice, his wife, in this film. Chris Pine, who plays you, Frank. Mm-hmm. And Olivia Wilde, who plays Bunny, Dean's husband or wife. Yeah. And that's really, I think, all that matters in this film. And if you don't know what Don't Worry Darling is, because it came out this year, and it was a little confusing by, like, the trailers, but uh, it really, it's a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. <laughs> that's the IMDb thing. It kind of makes it sound like a Cronenberg film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there were there were parts of this film, too, that I was like, oh, I could I could see, like, Panos Cosmatos just directing this scene. That's interesting. I never made that connection at all. There was, like, like the music was very weird in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, like, it fully fit, like, for everything. But, like, specifically when you got, like, the eyeball scene yeah. where uh, when Alice, like, touches the headquarters for the first time. I was like, this is something that Panos would would direct. Yeah. Like, just something super weird and All the black and, and gray stuff. All yeah. the black and white stuff. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to just talk about the film, or do you want to talk about everything that happened during the film? Like, all of the all of the drama that I, I that know, ensued? like, a small amount of the drama. I know Shia LaBeouf was originally supposed to be in this film, and then something happened with him and Olivia Wilde where they got into it, and then he got kicked off of it. Because I think he was supposed to play Jack originally, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then basically he ended up leaving and then she was trying to get him back. And then she lied and then said that, you know, he, he was basically like, you know, she I don't I don't remember exactly <laughs> everything truthfully anymore mm-hmm. because it, it was such a fucking like fever dream of what the hell was going on. Yeah. But I know that Olivia ended up getting kind of like called out by, by her lying and then her and Florence Pugh had like a whole thing going on. Oh yeah, on. yeah, because of like all the, like the sexual stuff in the film. Well, that and also just the fact that like she, like Olivia Wilde was kind of mistreating or or like she was kind of treating her like she was being like a drama queen, and she was like, "Listen, the only reason why Shia LaBeouf has left this movie is because of Florence Pugh." And Florence Pugh, then I mean, and then Shia LaBeouf kind of like sent out the text messages of like everything that Olivia mm-hmm. sent to her and then they kind of blew up in Olivia's face. Um this movie was a mess, like a train wreck. <laughs> Before the movie even came out, mm-hmm. there was like so much happening about this movie. I mean, yeah. it was a fucking shit show. Cuz I remember like this movie I think was supposed to come out a year prior 
I don't know about that. I, or something, like, at least six months prior. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, all I know is that it was just, like, one thing after another, and there was so much drama. The whole Harry Styles thing, where <laughs> that fucking viral video of him being like, the thing I love about this movie is it really feels like a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like that. such a movie. You know, there's and like Chris this- Pine is just sitting there like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this kid saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, plus two, then there's like that whole thing of like, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Oh, right. And then yeah. that happened where yes. he spit on him. And then there's a whole conspiracy theory, which I don't know if you ever heard about this. There's a whole conspiracy theory that like Harry Styles is wearing a wig that like, like way back in like one direction like interviews they were asked like oh who's gonna go bald first and harry was like probably me and like you you could be like oh his hairline's receding and then you look at him now and it's like his hair's too perfect not to be a wig mm, i have no idea i don't know if i buy that and i don't care but either <laughs> because of shit. well we're talking about different things going on with the movie um i know too like, harry styles <laughs> hairline that's yes what's- doesn't matter um then there was like the whole thing again with like florence Pugh and like olivia wilde about like the sex scenes in this film where it's like florence had like a big issue with like the amount of sexual stuff in the film thing thinking that like it took away from the story and olivia wilde was like oh no like all this is like really needed but i remember hearing something about like like florence being pissed because there was like eight sex scenes in the film oh i don't know and there was only like like a cuddlingus and a fingering scene Mm. And I was like, there's no actual sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of drama. A <laughs> yeah. lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the movie finally came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got mixed reviews. It's so, like, for me, it's not a bad movie. No. I think that the movie is just fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's my biggest issue with it. Mm-hmm. Is like, And I also have a pretty big problem with in my opinion, what Olivia Wilde was kind of... So, Olivia Wilde didn't even write the film, so I guess you can't all blame it on her. I think that that's kind of like an unfair thing that's happening is a lot of times the the director of the film gets Mm -hmm. all the shit, yet they didn't even write the movie. So, like, they're just coming into something that was already made and then they're directing it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there is some sort of accountability as well as, like, okay, well, you feel... You you chose to direct this film. Like, you signed on to do this. So, there is an element of you are also responsible for, like, what the movie is saying and and, and all that. Um, But I don't think that fully you can blame Olivia Wilde for, like... I think, in my opinion, the really, like, bottom-of-the-barrel, very surface-level themes, which kind of just feels like this movie is just saying all men are bad, in my opinion, is just, like, men are bad, and men are trying to control women, and well, men yeah. men treat you like garbage, mm-hmm. and they're gonna gaslight you and make you feel like you're the problem, yeah. and, like, it just stays there, and it never goes any deeper than that, mm-hmm. and I just kind of hated that, and maybe that's just because I'm a male, so, like, <laughs> but, like... If but you're like, if you're gonna say that, I feel like you should really maybe unpack it a little bit more. Well, that's why, like the movie that we did, like like a couple of months back of Men from A twenty four, like did the exact same thing of saying that men are bad and that like women need to be more empowered, and it's like that had a better way of flushing Absolutely, it out. Yeah, like I agree because that was like something where it's like this movie is literally like telling you right from the very start, like pinpointing it to 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s of women oppression and not being allowed to have, like, the same rights as men. And it's like, 
yeah, that's the whole movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much... After about 10 minutes of watching this movie, I fe- I also just felt like I knew everything that was going to happen. Like, I just knew where this movie was going. I don't think that this film took its time enough to, like, kind of lull you into this false sense of security yes. of this world. And then, and then, you know, 45 minutes into it, then some weird stuff happens. Within, like, 10 minutes... The egg scene happens. And yes. You're like, oh, something's off here, and like immediately now the whole rest of the movie is just like, okay, now something's like off and weird, and like you don't get that kind of sense of, hey, this is a really perfect world, mm-hmm. and and this is a perfect little kind of utopian society that they live in. Yeah, I think that that it would have benefit. I think we could have benefited a lot from truly kind of taking our time, yes, and slowly and just being like, hey, this is the whole world that we're building here. And there, there is going to be some weird shit that happens later. Mm-hmm. But right now, we want to just keep it all like you know, sun, you know, sunshine and rainbows over here, while while we kind of lull you into this false sense of security of everything is perfect. Yeah, because that's the thing is like they show like very subtle things, and I like the subtlety in this film. Like I like the little, the literal like one frame shots of like weird shit that's happening, and like. Especially, too, like, later on, like, about halfway through the film when Alice, like, takes a bath and it's, like, right before they go to, like, the the champagne party and it's, like, she sinks down in and, like, her mirror is still looking at her. Yeah. And it's, like, that's cool. Like, I like these subtle little things, but that's not enough to sh- to tell me, to sell me on the fact that, like, oh, okay, like, something's off here. Like, you literally had it where it's, like, everything's cool for, like, ten minutes and then Alice sees her neighbor up on the roof and then all of a sudden she's breaking eggs and, like, something's off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, like, there's a weird misconnect of, like, when this becomes that thriller-style t- movie that it's billed as. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the movie's very visually pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous to look at. Like, it's very pretty. Like, the color gradation of it makes me feel like it's the 50s. Yeah. Like, the style of the film. The house is gorgeous. I, l- I wish I could live in that house. <laughs> So I love those like those stupid like furry like steps downward into like a table and like the fireplace. Yeah, I love that style. <laughs> uh, I think Florence Pugh is great. I think she's pretty oh, yeah. much like she is the what's kind of carrying this film. Yes, I, Harry I think Styles so. is pretty mediocre. He's not like for him doing like this and like literally showing his face in like the post credit scene of a Marvel movie, and those are like his two like uh like film credits like him and dunkirk oh yeah that's right but he he didn't do that bad he didn't do, any, his... he didn't do anything in dunkirk no. he, didn't, he didn't he didn't speak in dunkirk yeah like for this movie like this being like his first actual role like he didn't do horrible there was like a point in time where it's like you know towards the end when like he's screaming at alice that like you know i did this for you i was like there you go there's a little bit of acting in you <laughs> but yes like florence is definitely carrying this movie yeah and like Chris Pine, I think, is really cool too, but like he doesn't get enough screen time. He doesn't for being the antagonist. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's pretty much. Uh, and man, his death pisses me off so much. Yeah, like <laughs> like way to really like just like take the air out of the balloon. Yeah. Of like, oh, okay, you're building up like this antagonist of like, okay, something's off here. Like, it's the movie is a cult film. Like, it's literally that they're stuck in like a cult. And yeah. I, I, I get that. It's like, like Matrix meets... Uh, Separate like, Wives. Like, like, yeah, kind of. And that's fine. Like, I I enjoy the fact that, like, this is a different style cult film. Because, like, most of the time when you have a cult film, it's like, 
okay, like they're living in a cult and then like they realize that they're in a cult and then they get the fuck out of the cult and like shit has to go down in between like there. So like, yes, this is something different, like bringing it all to be like a Matrix X thing where it's like they're in a virtual reality. Yeah. But if you're going to build him up, Frank, I'm saying like where the dance studio, they have a picture of him up above and it's like they're literally saying like, you know, he built all of this like this is all from him. And then you have the dinner scene where it's like he's literally egging her on to like challenge him. Yeah. And that's the only real challenge in the film between them. Yeah. And like, I think that the dinner the dinner scene is... I, f- I feel like the first half is really good. And the yes. second half, I feel like it kind of just... It's like there's all of this tension being built up. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of comes out that yeah. she's like, this is all a lie. This is all bullshit. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's like... Oh, okay. Like she, she kind of does look crazy to them, like yeah. saying it all like this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wish that I wish that like there was a more subtleness to that that dinner scene of of her kind of like laying the laying the seeds of like, hey Frank, I know what you're I know what you're doing here and I know that there's something weird going on, but I'm not gonna tell you straight to your face. Yeah. And then and then halfway through she's just like, I'm gonna tell him straight to his yeah, face. No. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. like, never mind, fuck that. I'm gonna tell him anyways. <laughs> um Yeah, so like and especially having Frank be stabbed by his wife out of mm-hmm. all people Which, is like the most like unless I missed it, but like there is nothing in the film that is kind of having the wife re- come to like this realization if anything she's been she's by his side the whole movie of like yeah of like no th- we we love what you're doing i love what you're doing anytime anybody did kind of question him she actually stepped in front and mm-hmm. was like you know she would defend him and then all of a sudden they're in the house and she stabs him and i was like did i miss like a like a scene here where no they- literally the same thing for me like because the scene prior that you saw her in was her saying, like, you know, how dare you invite us into your home and then bash us when all we've done is, like, help you. Right. And then that's it. Then they leave. And then, like, the next time that we see them, she's, like, chopping up mangoes yeah. and then stabs him. Right. And then, to, and then to give Florence, like, the whole thing of her coming, you know, kind of like, like this type of film merits the type of ending where she's going to burn it all to the ground. Yeah. And, like, it just doesn't happen. No, I mean, she wakes up, and you kind of get the idea that, like, okay, maybe she'll go in and, like, like find out, like, who they are and, like, burn it to the ground. Right, but, like, you but you're not d- given that. We and, do, yes. and, she, and you don't give us the satisfaction of her being the one that takes Frank. down Frank. Yes. Which, <laughs> what the which, fuck? Again, like, this movie is very much of, like... I forgot what it was, that 2001, like, horror film, but it's, like, if you die, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So it's like, oh, what is that? Um, if you die in here, you die in real life. What is yeah. that? I think it's. I don't. I don't remember. It's. It's like you remember that horror movie though, right? I don't know if it was. A, I just remember. I remember that saying. Oh wait, is it fucking? <laughs> wait a minute. Is it uh Freddy Krueger's A Nightmare no, on Elm Street? No, it's not Freddy Krueger. That it is. No, it's, it's like not. if you die in your dreams, then you die in real life. No, it's not that. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter anyway. Yes. Uh. It, 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 there is no like you don't get that satisfaction of of Florence killing Frank. Yeah, and like what like, the hell? That would have been something because again, they're following her this entire time. You're, yeah. you're, you're she's unfolding this this mystery with you. You're with her the entire time, mm-hmm. and yeah. then nothing. Because they even say too, where it's like you know where she bashes in Jack's head. It's like oh he died in real life then because they're neuro connected. Right. Yeah. So it's like 
Frank died actually being stabbed by his wife. Yeah. So it's like, we already didn't get that satisfaction of like her doing it. Right. And now it's just literally kind of like she's escaping. And then that's it. Yeah. And then I guess the ending is like the best that it could have been at that point where it's like black screen and she just wakes up. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's fine. But then I also remember, oh, Jack tied her to the bed. So now she's got to figure out like. Now it becomes a Gerald's game type thing where it's like <laughs> yeah. she's got to gnaw her way through the rope. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just, it, it, dude, I, I think this movie's very messy. It is. It, it, honestly, it's messy. It, it has like a lot of things where it's like I'm just confused. You know you know what? You know what I kind of compare this film to? Mm. Um, I think that this is a good comparison to Jordan Peele's Us where... Mm. The first half is really good and the second no, half No, not is even bad. that. Not, not even that. I, I really, really what it is for me is... On a surface level, mm-hmm. I think that there is enjoyability in this film mm-hmm. if you are just going to sit down and watch it with some popcorn and turn your kind of brain off and don't think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start to really think about the film and like what it's doing and, and, and like what's going on in the movie, it all just starts kind of falling apart. Yeah. And like if you take it for like what it literally is, it's just super messy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel, feel about this movie where it's just like it's fine enough when it's on. Yeah, like you, it's not boring. No, it's it's not. It's not like I, I want to shut it off when it's on, and it looks very pretty. And the you know, I think Florence Pugh's acting is fine. All of that is like it's very pretty to look at. It's kind of like this. You ever see um National Lampoon's um uh, uh Christmas? Yes, where the turkey they go to cut the turkey. And like oh, yeah. it looks very pretty on the outside, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they cut it open, and then it's just like burnt, and like yeah. it just deflates on the inside. <laughs> That's kind of what this movie feels mm-hmm. like, where the it, the wrapping of it it's very beautiful, mm-hmm. but then as soon as you actually cut it open and look into it, it's just like oh, like see my nothing mind, nothing of this makes sense. My mindset was that I liked Last Night in Soho as a better version of this. Uh yeah 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 because Last Night kind of has like that same like the almost the same kind of like feeling to it. Like, it's still about women oppression. It's still got, like, this 50s vibe to it because it's, like, going back in time. Yeah. But it's just done a little bit better. Yeah, it is. It, I think it's done a little bit better. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, like fully bash this movie because, again, I do like parts of this film. Oh, yeah. There are there are parts that are, that are fine. I think, again, like, very creative way of doing it of a different cult film where it's, like, it is, like, all this virtual reality stuff. And it's, like, in the real world, like they're like the tables are flipped where it's like Alice is working like 30 plus hours a, a day because she's a doctor. A nurse. Yeah. I think they say doctor. No, she's a nurse. Mm, doctor. She's performing surgery. She's a she's, doctor. She's stitching people up. She's a nurse. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, And Jack is like literally just like, like a gamer. Yeah, he's unemployed who's, who's and like, like listening to this podcast by yes. this guy Frank. <laughs> yes, and it's like okay, cool. Like you know, he he literally isn't doing anything with his life, and he looks gross too. Like I think that was like really fun, like how they did it, and for him to even have like an American accent for that scene. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, I like that. I like the fact that in real life he's he's an he's an American. Yeah, and then and then when he goes into here, he's British, just because it's like oh, he's probably he he feels like more sophisticated mm-hmm. and, and whatever. Yeah, and like that's kind of cool too, because it's like that's like one small thing where it's like it's giving you a little bit of world building of this reality, where it's like oh, you can pick like your ethnicity and and you, you can, can just be who you want to be. Yes, and like you can pick like how you want to look and how you want to be, and 
then it opens up like this weirder thing where it's like, you know, because you kind of get the idea that like Jack and Alice were like on the verge of breaking up because oh, yeah, of like yeah. how their relationship was. And like for him to like tie her down and like put her into this world, it's like now opening up this horror aspect where it's like, you know, how many other people have done it like that? Like you you get like a small snippet of Bunny, Olivia Wilde's character, where it's like, you know, she chose to be in here because she somehow lost her kids and like here she actually has her kids again. But it's like you can tell with like Violet and like that guy Bill that like nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. Where it's like the way that she looks at him when she realizes is like, oh, like he was probably like this creepy stalker that like grabbed her and put her into this world and made her like um like them in a relationship. Yeah. And you get like like three minutes of that. And it's like, I wish I got more of that because <laughs> that actually is kind of interesting on how you would make this into like this horror thriller aspect. Right. Especially because like when she comes in, she's like she she seems so lost and mm-hmm. like doesn't seem so confused. So it's like, yeah, who is she? Who are they? But i mean the 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 film primarily focuses on, you know, on yeah. Alice and uh Jack. So like mm-hmm. you don't really get too much deviation from them. Yeah. I think Bunny I always find it weird when a, when a director acts in their own film, mm-hmm. um, unless like, it's Kevin be, Smith, becomes or... like a like a real like proper like hey I'm like like Tarantino will kind of throw himself in his yeah. own movie very quickly or whatever, but he's he's never like a real main character. Yeah, and Kevin Smith like puts himself in, but he doesn't say more than one line in the movie. Right. So like, I find it kind of weird when when a director also becomes like one of the co stars. Personally. Yeah. Um, it just seems very like self, like, you know, you're like, you're just like <laughs> mm-hmm. very, very much, uh, you have a really big head. Um, but, and like, she does okay. Like I, I, I even I don't, do, I, I don't, I don't mind think her. she was great in the movie. I think she was fine as an actress in this, in the film. Um, but I did like the idea of like, oh yeah, her kids died in, in, in real life. Yeah. And then, and then she, she's aware that she's in this false reality, mm-hmm. but she prefers it here because she has her kids. Um, but it also is weird because like, she doesn't really seem to like love her kids all that much when she's in here. Like she's not really with them. And like when, when she does see them, in fact, Alice is actually more of like, like mother figure um, yeah, to them, which is also kind of a weird choice because it's like you're, you want to stay in this reality because, because you love your kids so much and, and, and they're gone now. So like you would think that she would almost be like an overbearing mother, but in set in fact she's actually kind of like super distant from them, mm-hmm. which is a strange choice. I don't know unless like it's kind of like the mindset where it's like, oh, I'm in here for like basically eternity, so it's like I can have my time with them. I guess I don't know, but it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it 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 was a it was a strange choice to me. Um, I wish I really wish we got more with Frank though. Yeah, I wish we got because, like because first he, off. Chris Pine's acting is very good. Oh, yeah. His monologue in the beginning, very good. Yeah, and, like, he actually... I felt like Chris Pine was one of the few actors in this movie that kind of, like, knew what this was. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can tell that he's... He's just a little bit above everybody else. Like, him and Florence Pugh are kind of, like, on the same level, and everybody else is just kind of, like, down below them. And I feel like he truly kind of understood what the film was trying to be and Mm -hmm. and how to properly, um, like, convey who he is, his character. Yeah, because there is, like, this mystery aspect to him that, like, we never get an answer to because of this. Like, we don't know how the fuck he 
he built up like victory. He didn't. We don't know like. What well, we do. We get. We we understand. Well, we don't understand. We we understand that he's like this, like this almost conspiracy theorist. Well, yeah, he's pretty much Joe Rogan. Yeah, where it's like it's just, honestly, it's where just it's, two years away from Joe Rogan. It's pretty much like there are. He has like these people that are so dedicated to his fan. Like his mm. fan base is so dedicated to him that whatever he says, they'll they will kind of actually do. So yeah. he's kind of like this Alex Jones meets Joe Rogan, <laughs> where it's like this crazy conspiracy theorist with these. Like with these super passionate people that if Rogan says something like, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, you guys should be testing. You guys should try this product. Mm -hmm. They will try that product like it is their fucking job. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of where Chris Pine's character is. I just wish that we got more of him because it's like we get we get a little bit of him. He's really in like a handful of scenes. Mm And then and then and then a lot of it is also just like voiceover from him of like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, him doing a speech or him talking about doing his podcast and and um, Jack listening through the computer. So you don't get a lot with him. Yeah. And I wish that there was more because it's like such an underutilized character. And since he is the backbone to all of this, mm-hmm. you would think that they would do something. Yeah, with him. it should be like a almost like a like a night like a 1990s film where it's like. Like a diehard where yeah. like you have your villain and like mm-hmm. it's leading up to this big fight with the main yes. villain. Yeah, like even if it was like like they could have had it where it's like at the headquarters, like on top of the mountain, like Frank is waiting there for her. And it's like boom. Yeah, like a then classic. We, then we get like of, an actual yeah. climactic ending between yeah. them. Like even if it's just like a quick fight and then she grabs onto the wall to like go back into reality. Yeah, and then, it's and like then they're in reality and then she finds him and kills him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like at least she still won. Yeah, yeah. There's something. But I, like, I really think that like at that point they were like, no, the real antagonist is again the oppression of women. Yeah, which I get it. That's fine. But Frank but, but is Frank is like the the, the nucleus physi- of that the physical form yeah, of, of the that. oppression. Yeah, exactly. So kill him in a very like in a way that like feels satisfying to the viewers. Yeah. Instead of just the wife doing it. Yeah. Which for I no guess, reason. <laughs> yeah. Like if you gave her an inkling of like okay maybe an eyebrow raise of like maybe <laughs> maybe Alice is right. Yeah. Something. Then like I get it, but it's like you didn't even do that for me. Yeah. So I don't know. Like this this was a very messy movie. It's very messy, but it's, it's fine it's, while yes. it's on. It it is not a bad film. It it's very pretty to look at. The acting is decent. I think Florence Pugh goes above and beyond as well as Chris Pine. Yeah. Everybody else is okay. Yeah. Weird to see Nick Kroll, but I like him. Yeah, it was it was a weird choice for him, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like he doesn't really He's not like I mean Nick Kroll is primarily kind of known as like a comedic actor and like yeah. he doesn't he's not like a comedic relief character. He's just one of the husbands. Yeah, he's like, just, he doesn't really do anything. I do like the the dynamic of everybody. Like it is very kind of like oh they're a family. Like they're all friendly. Like they're all super cool with each other. Yeah. So I guess in that aspect, like yes, Nick Kroll kind of fits because like he can just be one of the boys. I guess. Yeah. But, like, it's still a weird <laughs> casting choice. <laughs> it was. It, it was strange. It gets six airplanes out of ten. Yeah. And what was up with the airplane? Like, what did that even? What did that mean? Something? I, I don't, don't know. I don't like what. What was the point too of like going out there? Right. Like, if you go out there, apparently, like, you see, like, the realism of it, and I... Well, I guess it's, like, you find that building, and then you touch it, and then... And then and yeah, that's we, what the, the, the other wife, when, yeah. when they're all, like, she went out there into the desert, and we told her not to. Yeah, but she went out with her kid, so she right. had, like, some inkling beforehand of, like, 
oh, something's off. I have to go out there with my kid. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Actually, now that I now that I'm thinking about it, so, like it is there is kind of like a similarity between this movie and us because of like the mm-hmm. guy and the guys in the red uh, jumpsuits, yes. and like those are kind of like they're not they're not like the tethered or anything like mm-hmm. that, but they it, it, that felt very much like us. Mm-hmm. That's that's another uh, that was another thing, and then like uh, I don't know, man. The movie's just a mess. I don't like I, us. It, this movie's fine. <laughs> this movie's fine. It's, there's there's really not much else to add I think to this movie except for it was fine and I and I don't like talking shit about movies mm-hmm. um just because I you know I want to be a filmmaker so like yeah. I don't I, I don't like talking about movies in a bad way but um you wanted to do it so <laughs> here I we did. are and like because it was one of those films where it's like we were oh, really looking forward to this I movie. was I was really looking forward to this film like I was waiting forever when it came out and then I I guess I missed it because there was like a weird time frame of like it being out in theaters. But, like, from the original trailer of it being, like, oh, this is, like, a romance film, I'm, like, okay, I'm a little intrigued because, like, I want to see how Harry Styles acts and I really like Florence Pugh as an actress. And then we got, like, the teaser with, like, the dinner scene and it's, like, okay, like, something's off here. And then they showed, like, the actual trailer and it was, like, okay, this feels like more of, like, a horror movie. I'm a little bit more inclined to watch it because it's got, like, it's got me on, like, what is this really? What is this type of film? And then seeing it, it, it kind of just is. Yeah. It It is, like like you said, it's one of those films where it's like, this is just a movie. Yeah. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not above anything else, but it's not below anything else. It's yeah, just, it's pretty much like right there in the middle. It's just a film. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and that sucks. Like, I've been burned a lot by these where it's like, I'm really excited for these movies and then just <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a recommendation. Um, something that doesn't didn't fall flat on its face a little bit, um, and something that I'm a little surprised because like Tim Burton actually put out something good. <laughs> I'm watching Wednesday on Netflix, right? And it's actually pretty good. Um, I I'm a little surprised because Tim Burton like directed and wrote like majority of the episodes. Um, it's an eight episode series, so it's very short. Like you can knock it out in like if you're a crazy person a day. Um. And I think you actually would like it because it it does follow, like, the story of, like, Wednesday going to, like, this private school called Nevermore. Um, but it's got, like, a very, like, mystery slash, like, Harry Potter feel to it where it's, like, there is something going on within the school. Like, there's this creature that's out there killing people. You also... Wednesday is the Addams Family, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I've never and... actually really watched the Addams Family. I don't, I'm very not familiar with them. I know Cousin It. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just crazy people. And the hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, Jenny Ortega, very, very good as Wednesday Adams. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. Oh, okay, And cool. then, I keep pronouncing her name wrong, but Christina Ritchie, the, the girl that was originally um, Wednesday in, like, the two movies, comes back for this film as, like, the teacher of the school. Always which, a nice little callback. We which I think that. is cool, yeah. yeah. Um, very fun. And then, yeah, it's just a cool, like, mystery show, honestly. Like, um, there's, like, a murder aspect to it. There's actually blood and gore in it. Like, there is... The creature is very Tim Burton-esque, but, like, it's nothing that, like, is taking you out of the show. Yeah. So, I'm three episodes in. Um, I'm really getting into, like, the thick of, like, the mystery portion of it. But, like, I actually think you would like it. 
I'm really uh, balls deep in the White Lotus right now. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing my brother that the other day. I was like, hey, look, th- this show is apparently cool. Hey, yo, I never got I'm to on, it, though. I'm on season two. So for, j- just as a little update, if you if you have not watched The White Lotus, mm-hmm. but you heard my recommendation, uh, I finished season one. Incredible. Now mm-hmm. now I'm caught up. To, uh, I'm actually, I didn't realize, I thought season two, they, they kind of do that thing where they release one episode a week now. Yeah. So I caught up and I was like, all right, I'm on episode four. And then I was like, next episode, there isn't one. <laughs> Sunday at 9 p.m. What do you mean? And I got mm-hmm. so upset. Um, but now I'm, I'm watching them as they come out. Uh, man, oh man. Season two, episode five. <laughs> <laughs> really good, man. Uh, I, I, I would highly recommend The White Lotus again. Okay. Um, and I guess Wednesday. Yeah. Check it out. It's uh, cool. a it's a fun show. Uh, Frank, what are we doing next? So next episode, we are going to be discussing great, great symbolism slash metaphors in film. We we always talk about metaphors in movies. That's kind of one of our favorite things is like, oh, what are, what are the themes? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about maybe some of our favorites. Uh, and that's it. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, we shouldn't be here.